I told you we do everything live. There's no editing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. We would like to thank today's sponsor, Red Label Abrasives. Their abrasives are the best in the game, hands down. Proudly produced in Michigan, they also offer free shipping on all U.S. orders. Right now, Red Label Abrasives is going to give you 15% off just for subscribing to their newsletter. Or you can get 15% off by leaving a photo review on their website. So essentially, you can get a 15% off discount every time you order just by leaving a review. Check them out at redlabelabrasives.com or on Instagram at red.labelabrasives. Their customer service is unmatched and their turnaround time is insane. So go get your discount and go get your free shipping right now at Red Label Abrasives. I am Chris Cash, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. Today, we have a very, very amazing guest with us today. A gentleman by the name of Evan Watson. Stop what you're doing right now. Go on Instagram and go to William Evans Designs. Go follow Evan Watson right now. Evan, how the heck are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Just, awesome. just awesome. glad to be awesome. here. Heck All right, yeah, so, so we got to cut the shit right now. Your name says Evan Watson, yeah. but your your name on Instagram is I gotta William know why. Evans. What's up? I, so I knew this was coming. I knew that was going to be like the first fucking question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. So this is the deal. When I started my business, I wanted to use, well, my full name is William Evans Watson. Ah, there okay. we go. Okay. So it was William Evans LLC. And that's kind of how it got started. And when I started Instagram, I had no clue what I was doing. I just put William Evans designs. And then I did my website the same way. And, mm -hmm. uh, it just kind of turned into this thing, but it's great because uh, people call me and they're looking for engraving work or something, yeah. and they're over here going, "Hey, can I speak to William?" And right. I know that I haven't worked with them before if they say William. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice catch. Ah. Yeah. So it actually keeps me uh, keeps things sorted a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were gonna have you on today. I was like, I was like, Roy, it's William Evans Designs, but this guy's <laughs> name is Evan Watson. What? What the heck? He's like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> Like, and whenever so, you say those so freaking close, being in Kentucky, I always think Evan Williams. That's oh, the first yeah. thing that I think of. Oh, what yeah. Is, um, what is Evan Williams? It's a whiskey bourbon. bourbon. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Right on. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Evan Watson, if, for you guys who aren't familiar, is a badass, full-time hand engraver, and your stuff is off the charts. It's oh, so man, good. thank you. Thank it's you, so good. thank you. Roy yeah. showed me, like, two weeks ago i think when we were talking about getting you on and i was like this guy and, and he's been he's been procrastinating and i have been, been i've been super busy <laughs> but no, this guy uh yeah man your stuff is crazy crazy good so tell us how you got started and what like brought you into this world of of being a full-time hand engraver man it's a long story but let's uh, go we, we got an hour Oh, we got an hour, but I want to well, leave a little time. Well, we can go over time. an hour. <laughs> I want to leave a little time to talk about Roy's short shirt that he's got on because I can't oh, see the whole thing. So I'll go ahead All and right. start talking about about uh, you know my deal, but then we got to yeah. talk about the bag of dicks. We can or talk. Whatever that is. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Evan Watson, let's hear it. 
All right, man. Well, so uh, basically, I'll start it around. Um, well, I'll start a little before college, but uh, but my dad was an artist, and I always enjoyed uh, watching him do his thing in the studio or whatever. And he's a graphic designer. And when I went to school, I got a degree in art and just figured I'd be doing graphic design. And uh, I met my wife at Auburn, where I graduated. And then we moved to the Keys, and mm-hmm. uh, specifically Almorada. And there's not very much room to grow as a graphic artist there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was a, I worked in a bicycle shop as a bicycle mechanic. Okay. Um, did that for about a year and a half, and was doing freelance graphic work for people remotely. And uh, dude, I hated doing the graphic design shit and sitting behind yeah. the computer. I, yeah. <laughs> the computer. So, but that—that's what you went to Auburn for, though, huh? Well, I didn't go to Auburn specifically for graphic design. Um, okay. I went and just got a degree in art, and um, I love sculpture. And yeah. I love. Oh God! Another making. one of fucking sculptors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know. I knew that's where it was going. <laughs> what did you say? You love sculpture, sculpture, and what else? Uh, printmaking. Uh, oh, specifically, okay. Specifically, woodblock cutting. So, okay. And oh, that is, okay. uh, you know, you're using gouges and all sorts of stuff like yeah. that, which is very similar to uh, hand engraving. And what I'm doing now, it's just in metal. But uh, right. But that was. Um, I love that, but I wasn't sure I was going to make any money doing those things. Um, right. So I decided to, um, I got an internship with this company. Uh, they were, they're called Shred Ready. I was doing graphics for uh, kayaking and snowboarding helmets, that sort of thing. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, and that was pretty cool. But uh, my wife graduated and I was like, well, where do you want to go? And she said, let's go down to the Keys. So we went down to the Keys. She got a job as, at the diving museum down there. She was the marketing director there. And uh, I just kind of did my thing for a little while until I figured out that sitting behind the computer wasn't for me and right. working in the bike shop. So I had to figure out a way to quit doing the graphic design. So I went to, um, I, I don't remember how I found this place, but there was a jewelry school in Miami. Yeah, and I okay. went and and visited with the guy, the owner there. His name is Mark Thurn, a uh, German guy, and he. Uh, I decided, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. So I drove two hours to Miami every day. <laughs> and hey, your, your, your main your main focus when you went to the Miami Jewelry School was was it just basic goldsmithing? Well, yeah, it's basic goldsmithing, and the reason why I think it appealed to me is because it seemed a lot like stuff that I had kind of picked up in sculpture or something back in when I was in college. Okay. And, uh, so it just appealed to me. And the first day we got there, he had me file. He made, he cast these big brass coins. Okay. And they, they it had real, they were just, we were supposed to file them flat. And right. that was what we did the first day. And he did that, I think, just to weed out everybody that wasn't serious. That sounds like, like a karate kid. <laughs> yeah, that move. was a wax on, wax <laughs> off move there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it, it sucked. And what was worse was Shocker. there was this there was this um, this younger lady that was in the class and, and she got through her coins so quick. And it took me all day. Well, I thought that he gave us all the same file. 
No kidding. Oh god, he was stacking the fucking deck on the ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she was done. She was done by lunch, and it took me a day and a half to do it. And you're sitting there like, I I hate my life. I hate my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. At the same time, I I was seeing what everything like the there were a couple other classes and they were stone setting and that sort of thing. And I was like, I want to get there though. So I'm 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 gonna hang Mm -hmm. in there and. Uh, sure enough, a lot of people quit showing up um, after the first two days. But uh, really, yeah, there were, huh. but there were a good bit of us that stayed, and um, it all just kind of started from there. So I went, I went and did the goldsmithing thing, and and got a job with a master jeweler in Gainesville, Florida, and I studied and worked for him uh, for about two years, and he knew how to sharpen a graver. Because he knew how to cut one pattern on a ring. Okay. He, he could do small things with the graver. Um, I could see. I could see it starting to go. I could see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so he he taught me how to sharpen it. So it was really uh, setting up an engraving bench and working that at night, and just do working for him during the day. So it right. kind of consumed my life, and I didn't think that at first I'd be able to make a living engraving because I. I, I didn't know anything about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was cool. And, uh, so, so while you're doing this, this, like, I would assume that you're not getting paid or you're getting paid very little to do this, like apprenticeship stuff kind of, I mean, am I, am I on the wrong track here? No, no, you're on the wrong track. Um, I wasn't paid for the first three or four months uh, I was there. And then he had me do some wholesale work that he was doing for some chain stores and, once I hit a certain level there and got so many jobs done the day and was making him money, then right. he started paying me. So before, uh, the, so before then, was Mama like on your back going, "Dude, are you sure this is the right thing? Is this like, <laughs> or was she on board? Because you know, three months without a paycheck is pretty big deal. I mean, she's been on big, board with everything, and without awesome. without her, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But that's um, right. I, that's the common thread, but all yeah. of us freaking all of us makers. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter. It's I mean it's it's a vital part to what yeah, we you do. gotta have that support, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think that she, you know we she was actually an art major too. She uh she just knew that I had to do something like that, and she right, was right, cool right. With it, so. That's awesome. That's so you really start awesome. ma- you start making this guy some money. You start making some paychecks, so to speak. Yeah. I mean. Uh, where, where do we go from there? Man, we're just sitting there at night learning whatever I can with engraving just on my own. Because at the time, there was some stuff on the internet about it. Yeah. But I, it was hard to find information without knowing where to go or anything. So I struggled with that for about two years. And then we so, decided to do what? So can I ask a naive question here? Yeah, I, I I know that, Shocker I know that there. you're doing. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I know that um, you're doing hand engraving stuff now, but whenever you, you know, back what you're talking about, the era that you're talking about now, was there any laser engraving? Was there any mechanical engraving? Was it all done by hand? There was one <laughs> engraving machine that we used that was for inside ring engraving, and okay. basically you just chucked your ring in there, and they had templates, and you you traced over the template and then that would be the letter a or whatever ah, right okay okay 
and uh, that was the only engraving machine that we had. And my uh, the the guy that I my boss at the time he like I said he knew that one pattern really well, and he he would kind of alter that pattern to fit different rings and and uh, that worked well for him. But uh, he, him showing me how to sharpen that graver just gave me that glimpse into that world. And then he took me to this, uh, it's, it was a big workshop. And there was actually a master engraver there that was demonstrating. And nerd alert, was, nerd I, alert. I've had to do it. <laughs> nerd <laughs> he's alert. Call, he's calling yeah. you nerd. Nerd alert. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> engraving nerd is a real yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I saw that dude. <laughs> cutting some metal and i was like okay that's that's awesome and that's he's shit. obviously made a living doing it why yeah. can't i right and uh so i saw him doing his thing asked him as many questions as i could come up with while we were there since he was demonstrating and um, what kind of what kind of style of engraving was he doing because it seems like that really like fired you up to what, what kind of stuff was he engraving was he just doing rings or what was he doing oh he well at the time he was just doing uh like a, a keychain, I believe. And okay. um, so it was flat uh, metal. It's probably, probably 416 stainless or something like that that he was cutting on. Right. And uh, it was, uh, he's kind of known for doing these things. His name is, is Sam Alfano, and he's, everybody in the engraving world knows who he is just because oh, okay. he's got so much content out there, learning okay. materials, that sort of thing. So, of All course, right. I bought his DVD. Right. <laughs> so he's an older guy putting out DVDs, right? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Right on. But, um, but man, that that right there was a game changer for me. And uh, I he actually invited us back to his home studio. And uh, wow. Yeah, and it was on the way back uh, on our drive. It was in Louisiana, and we were driving back to Florida. And it, his house was probably about three hours away. And so we stayed that night and then uh, met him at his shop and I saw him work in his space and everything. And and uh, like I said, I bought his DVDs and I was ready to go. So yeah. that's how it, that's how it all started. Um, so it's pretty inspiring to see someone actually doing this thing that you're like you become obsessed with kind of overnight. And then you see this guy doing it, making a living and he's teaching, he's got DVD, like very successful in this space. I mean, that, that's that got to be really encouraging or, you know, I, I don't want to say empowering or like bullshit stuff like that. But like, it's a pretty big deal to see someone actually doing what you want to do now and, and making oh, a living out of it. Yeah, yeah man. It, it lit a fire under my ass. That's for sure. <laughs> so what, so where'd you go from there? Like, what was the first thing you, you like did to, tr to like make money on your own without that guy? Like, what did you do? <laughs> oh, boy. Where is uh, this going? Where is this going, Evan? <laughs> that, that face you, I, you just know, made, is that a bad question to ask? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's just it's just, it's just, just like anything else. I mean, when I get into something like that, I dive into it. Yeah. So the yeah. first thing I did was I went home and uh, I bought a $3,000 microscope. <laughs> what? Holy shit. A yeah, microscope I, for three yeah. grand? Yeah. Yep. And I knew, I, I mean, that moment I knew that yeah, I was going to be an engraver and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't engrave worth a shit at the yeah. time, mind you. Like I couldn't, I couldn't cut a straight line. I, cu I couldn't do shit. It was, it yeah. was awful. 
But really? uh, but that was it. So, and what year? I, what year yeah, was this? Yeah, really. Oh gosh, that was so that, six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> probably about six six years ago. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I've only been I've been engraving full time now for about four. So, okay. Um. But. So I bought that microscope. I got my bench set up in the garage. I'm figuring all that stuff out. Still doing the jewelry work. And uh, we decided to move closer to Courtney's family in, in Tampa. Courtney, my wife. But uh-huh. um, so when we moved, I picked up a couple of wholesale accounts for jewelry. And I was doing that. Still engraving every night. And then one of my accounts found out that I could engrave. And I started doing some engraving work for them. And once I started doing some engraving work from them, I had... Uh, so was it like uh, wedding bands and stuff? Because you said it was like a wholesale account. Yeah, that, yeah. That it, was, it was... I, I tried to stay away from the inside ring engraving because yeah. that was... You know, there were machines out there that could do that and right. stuff. And, and so I wouldn't market myself quite like that. But any designs that were going to be put on a ring or something, you know, that was that was where... Uh, you know, I came I came up with a little wholesale price list for different styles of engraving, and and they ate it up. And so, so primarily it, on gold, I assume then. Yeah, fourteen carat, um, ten carat, uh, some eighteen carat. I mean, this was this wasn't the highest of high end jewelry mm-hmm. stores. Like I said, it was a chain. Um, right. So we talking like J.C. Penney's or something? No. K Jewelers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That okay. Sort of, that gotcha. sort of thing. Um, but, uh, every kiss I, begins with a K. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Those motherfuckers owe us money for that? wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we Dude, can't. That's the intro. That. That's the intro. No, no it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I think the intro name is going to come from your shirt somehow. Oh, but... come on. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, so, uh, one word kind of spread that I was doing that. I got really busy for a while just doing engraving work. So I decide, screw the jewelry. I'm just going full-time engraving. And that's when I jumped into it. And when I first got into it, I was doing primary, primarily jewelry work. And, uh, that all changed when I did a couple of knives and then my first firearm. And, I really haven't done jewelry, which since. is freaking <laughs> insane. So that's what, like, that's where this whole conversation yes. is. Yeah. Because if people, if people are following along, William Evans designs, go on Instagram right now and follow along while we talk through all of this amazing craftsmanship shit. So that we're like getting we ready can, to get into. We can kind of see it <clears throat> in your, your beginning stages from just your posts. You start out with like pocket knives, putting people's names on pocket knives. Oh yeah. And then you can watch this transition. It's almost like, you know, it's your gallery of work. You can see your portfolio. You can see it transitioning into higher, higher level stuff and like getting pretty crazy with the designs and stuff. So talk about, talk about that a little bit. Was it like, <laughs> your buddy's pocket knife that he wanted you to put his name on. And now you're doing like Clint Eastwood's <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much, man. Yeah. I, I, I just bought a, I've always been a, I, I love knives uh, right. personally. Uh, always been a knife collector. So, I mean, the Another first knife few knives guy. I did were just knives nope. that I had laying around. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. And then it quickly ter- turned into, you know, so and so, my 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 brother wants this for his birthday. Can you do right, that? Right, that sort uh-huh. of thing. 
I'm like, yeah, so, I guess. So not to interrupt you here, but uh, it looks like a lot of the knives that you're talking about are like pocket knives, like they're case pocket knives. Is, is that correct? Like, like I'm assuming your brother, like here, here's a my case po- or like a buck one ten or something like that. Yeah, I do. I do <clears throat> a lot of those, and actually, I've been kind of phasing out of doing that um, so much. I've been in. I've been working with a few makers and really enjoying that. So I've, I've got <laughs> hell a few yeah. Big, projects on on deck and i'm looking to do more of that but just Uh to get me in the game i mean you know hand engraving is such a weird thing and it's such an old thing that a lot of these guys that are doing it they're not on instagram and they have clients that they've course not for forever so they're on on fucking dvds yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah vhs or whatever really (laughs) come on but so uh, you know, it was, it was. I just need something to post, and I can't. Yeah. You know, I can't go out and buy a thousand dollar custom knife and and then and then engrave it. It just wasn't. I just couldn't do it. Right. Um, so the case knives have been good to me. Every now and then, in between custom work, uh, you'll see me do. I'll I'll do one design in a run of like six of those knives. And yeah. Yeah. Most the, most of the time, I don't get the chance to put them on my website. I try to, but they get scooped up pretty quick. Got um, but, uh, the, I just, I, I really like working with these makers though. And I feel like we got full control over what yeah. we're going to do than something that was production. And right. Yeah. It's just night and day. Difference. So, so I don't, I don't, I don't know shit about engraving. Shocker. Um, <clears throat> fair enough. Um, do the your style looks very consistent on anything that you do in and is it is there a name for your style or is it there is a name for these little swooshy things that you're oh, doing shit there you go <laughs> those swooshy things those swooshy things are listen are, motherfucker that's I'm, about I'm, this is that's a about as time. articulate as you're you're gonna hear him evan that's listen. it that's, 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 <laughs> when it comes it's, to art and design that's it swooshy things can you make the little swooshy thing it's it's cool <laughs> I, I'm, I was prepared man listen Jesus motherfucker Christ. i'm doing real so i think fucking, what roy's asking will you let me like, fucking finish what I'm is doing the style stuck <laughs> fucking talking this is a real-time reaction oh i'm gonna fucking rip your goddamn head off can i just Ugh. finish so a real-time reaction to this stuff i'm sorry if i don't have the correct adjectives like this big-headed motherfucker does. <laughs> so so what do you what do you call it what do you like these waterfall cascading designs that you're doing that design specifically is kind of one that evolved just from that, that would I would consider that my own style. Uh, but traditionally, what I would do is relief scroll work that or ornamental scroll work. OK, um, hmm. and that there are way better than <laughs> uh, I mean, sorry, sorry, things works, but fucking guy goes to college goes to auburn university then goes to the miami school of jewelry for some jackass to call his work swooshy there we go that's six years of college gets you kids some guy with with dicks on his shirts calling your work swooshy (laughs) that shirt man so so we'll get get to the shirt we'll get to the shirt so in the in the blacksmithing world metalwork world you would call those the same thing element uh uh, scroll work and yeah you know and 
So Roy, I think what Roy's trying to get to is like uh, you implement this scroll work on pretty much like everything you do. It's kind of woven into your design and stuff. Where do you pull inspiration for the scroll work? Because I've followed some other engravers that are pretty high level and you guys all kind of have this. You, you all have the scroll work theme in, you know, you guys are all kind of not doing the same thing, but it's it's very similar. So does that come from like old world tradition of of engraving back in the. <laughs> You know, whenever times. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it does. Um, Old world, work. whenever times. Just whenever so times. Stu- you're so dumb. <laughs> hey, so dumb. Whenever times, man, that works too. God, <laughs> straight downhill. God, it's, uh, sorry. It's something that I think as an engraver, uh, I was lucky because I had an art background. A lot yep. of people that try to jump into engraving just try to engrave. And um, scroll work has always been featured on firearms uh armor like from mm-hmm. medieval yep. times that sort of thing just and embellishments and decorations just to make it look better exactly exactly yeah. um there's no and there's a, there's a much deeper history into all that but obviously we're not going to get into all that don't right. i don't we're, even know the history of all that no, I just, right it's like the way it looks really yep. cool <laughs> that's all that matters that's, that's, that's all, that matters. all that matters yeah exactly so talk about the firearms how do we start going down that route uh, that was just kind of like I do everything and just jumped in head first. Uh, I bought a, bought a little, what was the, fir- oh, it was a, it was a car. Um, oh my gosh. What is that? You, you, you engraved a car? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's car firearms, but. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're not, we're not gun guys either. <laughs> like, where are we going? We bought a car. <laughs> Lots of people buy cars when they become an adult. But we're, you know, <laughs> there are some okay. people out there that engrave cars, specifically yeah. lowriders. But no shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's you bought a, whole a car brand, car brand firearm, which I'm assuming is this little pocket thing, little yeah, pocket it's pistol. It's a little nine millimeter. Uh, oh, okay. Typically used for you know concealed carry or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. I got you. But uh, it had a. The reason why I went with that one is because I knew that it w- had a 416 stainless steel slide. And uh, 416, I knew, was great to cut. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first one. I really had no experience prior to that. Um, and I'll tell you right now, I no longer have that uh, firearm, but I wish I did because it was, yeah. it's embarrassing. <laughs> so it's it's fun to keep some of the the early stuff just to look back and go good god what the fuck was i thinking oh it was fucking terrible seriously yeah 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 a buddy of mine has it though so I, so you I can don't... always go back you can go down memory lane at his place yeah have, have yeah. a couple beers and laugh at your work okay. <laughs> exactly exactly no I, I i it's it's um my work has definitely got actually on my Instagram, if you go back, I guarantee you it's probably still up. I thought about de- deleting all my old stuff, and I thought, nah, you know. I'm yeah, just leave it up. It up. Yeah. Evan, I, I hate to tell you, up. I can't find anything on here that looks like shit, though. Looks well, go to the very bottom, you will. <laughs> the, the, the coin engraving is very intriguing to me, too. I think that yeah. is so freaking cool when the people scale, engrave. Yeah. The scale of it is well. Funny. I'm Whenever assuming was, when when you get a three thousand dollar microscope, you can start <laughs> engraving pennies and shit. Oh, for sure. But for by sure. hand, that's crazy. You got whenever whenever I was showing you to my wife, I was I was like showing her some of these revolvers and stuff, and then I was like, look at this penny. How the fuck does he do this on a penny? 
Roy's mind was blown. (laughs) Seriously. It takes a steady hand, that's for sure. It's uh, The penny thing actually kind of started as a joke because I used to, before I had a bigger project, I would warm up on a penny uh, because you have to be really honed in because it's so small and there's no room for error. So I had a collection of pennies sitting there. <laughs> and I looked at my wife one day while she was walking by, and I was like, "Hey, you think I can sell any of these? How can we I- turn these pennies into dollars?" Dude, no, <laughs> right. there's a guy, and I know you know who I'm talking about, Evan. There's a guy on Instagram. His his stuff is crazy, where he takes um, quarters, nickels, and like half dollars and stuff, and he oh yeah, he makes the oh my gosh, and there's like a huge, and they have the gears and stuff, and they yeah, yeah, there's a huge waiting list for his work, and he literally takes a quarter and turns it into like five hundred bucks. Oh yeah, or no, like that thousand. Stuff, yeah, yeah, that stuff's crazy, and that that's is that's super next crazy. Level shit. He he, I mean, he only focuses on that. that yeah, is, there's no room for so. Warm up on a penny. How long do the how long do the pennies yeah. take to do? Like what's the like the you have a two thousand this one this one right here. It's a nineteen ninety five penny, the giveaway penny. Yeah. How long did this take? How, how long is that? That take one take? probably took about thirty minutes. And for everyone oh God, listening, that so was posted on July cool. July twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. Took you what you say thirty minutes to do this giveaway penny? Yeah, about thirty minutes. Thirty to forty five. <laughs> That's crazy. So legally, I mean, legally, I guess you can sell those, right? Or can you? Oh, not? yeah. No, you can okay. use you can use any, um, you know, here in America for art purposes, you can. It's not def- defacing uh, currency or anything like that. Can me and Roy get oh, some pennies? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Dude, these are insane. Absolutely, these are so man. cool. I want to see one of these up close. Yeah, All right. no, I'd, I'd be happy to send you guys one. Um, oh, they're amazing. The coin it's, thing it's, is out of this world because you can implement those into like so many different pieces. Like you say, the yeah. knives and stuff like that. And oh, for sure. Oh my gosh, it's so killer. It's, and that's your right. warm up piece. That's so. So so straight up, how much would a penny like this cost? How much? What, what, do, they, what do they go for? In that style, so that style is called a flare cut. Um, of course, style. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I that's exactly what I was thinking. I, was thinking I typically sell cut. those for around um, thirty bucks. Oh, wow, okay. thirty bucks. So Very approachable. Go. So there you go. We're, we're in the wrong business. We need to start doing other shit. Turn pennies into thirty dollars. This man selling a penny for thirty bucks. <laughs> well, you think and it's a good idea, but it, that, once that, you actually no. start that's doing a, it, you're like, uh, I don't know. I get it. It's a no, dollar a minute. A dollar so, a minute. Come on. So, so that, yeah, that's pretty good. But hey, you know. <laughs> so let's talk about. I guess the, there's uh, a reason why you're not cranking out penny over penny, right? Yeah. Well, that and uh, it's a weird market. Let me put it that way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, what is, um. I love Why doing pennies. I had a bunch of penny orders for a while, but um, I just you, like this what do you high mean, end custom. What do you mean when you say it's a weird market? Like, what does yeah. that mean? It's hit or miss. I mean, so you throw them up on your so, Etsy page. And so here's why I think it's a weird market. I think oh, it's God. a weird market because a lot of people don't know it exists. Yeah. That's why it's a weird market. So if more people saw that, like, they can have this back. Because I've seen guys carry around, like, pennies on their keychains and stuff like oh this is i had a guy yesterday tell me i'm never broke because i always got this on my keychain like right. even when i don't yeah like just novelty things like that so if somebody had some like badass engraved penny like i think people don't know this world exists that's why you're here obviously yeah i wanted to get people to open their eyes to what um 
what Evan is doing. At, at William Evans Designs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad but, you huh. did both there. I really am yeah. glad you did both. <laughs> but um, no, that's that's it's killer. Let's talk about the tools. Like, are we doing this with really like, actual <laughs> engraver and a little hammer, or we got power stuff, or what? Let's talk about that. You you can absolutely do that with a hammer and chisel, but realistically you're not going to do that in 30 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> right. with, with okay. the hammer and chisel. For, from a business standpoint, it makes a lot more sense to, in my opinion, um, do it with, I, I have a pneumatic handpiece that is just like a mini jackhammer. And, okay. and that's, that's, that's actually my, Roy's nickname mm-hmm. too. That's yep. what all his friends call him. <laughs> mini <laughs> jackhammer. So, so it's like a mini jackhammer. And so, and, and it's pneumatic. Idiot. So, do you have a little sure. tiny compressor that runs it? I'm assuming. Yeah, it like little, a little air compressor that. <laughs> okay. It's uh. You're an idiot. It, it doesn't take much to run one. Um, and there's a few people out there, a few different companies that sell them. So, um, one there's one one guy that's making these hand pieces. Uh, you can actually run it off of a CO2 tank. So they, no they, shit. They make little CO2 cartridges, and you can How put them in there. How long do you get out of that? I don't really know, but yeah. that was kind of designed for doing it at, you know, a show or something. Like trade show, yeah. The bench. Mm-hmm. So when you were at Mr. Miyagi's and he made oh you my God. file the, did you start out with the with the little hammer and the little engraver? Like when you, your very very beginning part, besides this pneumatic engraver you have now, did you mm-hmm. ever start out with the? No, I started out hand pushing, which is another type of engraving. You just have a chisel in your hand, and it looks like. Just looks like a little gouge. I saw your your highlight on your story. Looks like where that. Well, uh, show it. You know, there you go. Yeah, it looks oh, like a little okay, okay. little all. And you're literally yeah, you just, just pushing that. Hold it in your hand and push mm-hmm. away. Okay. But um, that's how it. That's that's how I started. Um, but I and I still use that way a lot. I don't know if y'all seen any of the the animals or anything that I've done on my Instagram, but, um, that specific style is called Bellino, um, which is an Italian mm. style of engraving. Wait, and, animals? You did animals? Am I missing? Yeah, I, don't, I did like a I don't... whale on a, on oh, a oh, yeah, clip. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did see that. Chris yeah. so you, birds. you use that with, uh, the, the push engraver. Yeah. All that was hand pushed. I didn't use the uh, pneumatic graver at all. Okay. It was just because it's a little made up of, dots and lines and and you build up uh your textures just by all doing dot and line work but interesting um, yeah so that was that was all hand push very uh, cool so in terms of scale like actual like footprint of your machines and tools and everything it's it's, it's really it's yeah (laughs) you could fit everything in a bedroom wow yeah that's that's really cool it's all right there. It's all right there. It's, it doesn't take much square footage at all to, so it, to set it, up. It, so whenever you're running your pneumatic um, equipment, is it loud? Is the wife in the next room going, God, fucking turn it? Like, I mean, my air compressor is I think 60 decibels. So it's it's 
Not terrible. Um, oh, that's tolerable. Not that loud, yeah. Baby's room is right behind me too, so and it, he stays asleep. So hey, what? <laughs> that's awesome. So for yeah. all of you that can't see, all the listeners, uh, Evan makes his living in a closet. He's actually yeah. in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> is that's up. all it takes. It a well, closet. a well lit closet. So are yeah. these are these pneumatic engravers much like um, tattoo guns as far as you can? You can start out with a basic one and go all the way up to the $10,000 badass one? Pretty much. There are different levels of, uh, you know, the one that I have um, is controlled by foot pedal. And they do make some that they call palm controls that uh, you Chris knows all about palm control. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Engraving. Oh, yeah. Forging. Yep. Mm -hmm. Got it. You're an idiot. Palm control is a good thing to have, a record. Yeah. So what? What is that? Is it? Is it set up like a like a syringe? Like how would the palm? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm doing a podcast with two twelve year olds here. Get shit together, fellas. How is the palm control actually controlled? Like with a it... foot pedal. I use a foot. Oh, the palm control. Yeah. How's the palm control okay. actually? So is so you're it... holding it like a syringe, so to speak, you... like. You're still holding it like a normal graver in your hand with your, okay. your your actual graver is just the little metal chisel. And I'm gotcha. just saying that for yep. people who, um, you know, can't see me right now, but it's a little metal chisel and you put it in the handpiece and the handpiece is controlled by a, a little amount of pressure that you can put on the graver itself. So okay. the, the, the pressure that you're putting on the little metal, um, graver it actually kind of starts a little engine in there yeah much. yeah okay it, and it starts running like so it's like pressure like I was saying, it's like, like pressure actuated i got you yeah okay yeah. but so I, what, do you, I, what do you prefer the foot control i it depends on from what company honestly um oh, okay yeah so i use Right now, I'm using just a GRS Graver Smith. It's pretty, pretty basic. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're talking about the GRS setup. <laughs> I, was, I was actually just getting ready to say you probably have the GRS setup. Mm, no. Yeah. So, well, I mean, a lot of people do. That's like one of the largest tool uh, manufacturers for engraving. So, so um, how would somebody go about getting in? What is, is there a basic under $500 kit that somebody can get to, to start learning how to engrave? There is uh, hammer and chisel is the best way if you if you're ready to cut metal. But really and truly, if you want to start engraving and you're serious about it, yeah. And people hate hearing this, but pencil and paper, man, just start drawing because yeah. once you learn graver control, and you the only way to learn graver control is by doing it over time. But if you can't draw uh, a, a scroll backbone or, or whatever it is, then I mean, what? Why are you wasting time trying to cut metal? Yeah, gotcha. get the fuck out. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, it's I hate to be so no. harsh about it. Yeah. So where where does uh where, what do you have lined up now? How are the books, so to speak, looking for like? Are you jam packed with work for like the next six months? <laughs> right now, I'm probably about four months out. Um, Jesus, good for that's you. That's just that's just because I've got some projects it, that I'm working on with makers, and they're kind of you know, it's it's just. Every now and then I'll do a quick run in between um, bigger projects of like those case knives or something similar or pennies, right. and then I'll get those on my site and people can get those. But I try to set those up in between bigger projects. Like if I'm ordering gold inlay and I'm waiting on 
or if I'm ordering gold for gold inlay and I'm waiting on that shipment to get in, then I typically work on, you know, something else, kind of juggle it around. But, um, but yeah, right now it's three to four months. So may I ask, um, about a specific knife here that I'm looking at on your Instagram, um, for the listeners, it was posted June 3rd this year. It's a case. It's got like a white handle on it. So my question specifically is how do you get the the very how do you get the different colors in there like it's all shades of black and gray but yeah how do you do that like so after i'm done engraving and i don't always ink my work but basically you rub an ink in there with your thumb or for those listening that want me to get specific the i use rustonium flat black high performance enamel paint and okay you just wipe that in there with your thumb and wipe it out. Uh, Take away what you don't want in there, pretty much. Yeah, since it's yeah. all relieved, it stays in there. And uh, uh, it, but you got to use proper graver geometries and all this stuff. There's a, there's actually a lot. I make it sound like you know you just throw some ink in there and it yeah. stays. But um, no, it, it. I mean, Chris was kind of on. I hate to fucking admit it, but <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like a tattoo. Yeah. Um, where you get the, you know, the, the gray shading, the gray wash, um, it looks, it looks very American traditional tattooish. And, and yeah. that whenever I saw your work, I was like, this is very tattoo ish work. It, it, and that's it what drew me to it. And, and actually there, are, uh, <clears throat> some of my followers are tattoo artists and, um, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so Actually, that's one thing cool. that I've wanted to do that I've never done is engrave a tattoo gun. So, I'm sure oh, there's yeah, a huge mark. Sick. Like, dude, my yeah. tattoo artist, you, he pulls open his, he's got like a snap-on tool case. He pulls out the fucking drawer and with, I'm not even exaggerating, like 25 guns in there and they all do <laughs> different things. And and there, there are these custom, we should get a custom tattoo guy on the show. A custom For tattoo, sure. a gun maker. There's well, a yeah. huge... Well, There's next a, time you're behind the 7-Eleven getting all those stupid <laughs> tattoos you have, oh, you, feel I, free dude, to for, ask the guy. For the record, the for the record, I do have an appointment to get my neck done. So what is the, I can only imagine. I don't even want to know. But um, yeah. my fucking neck is doing it. Evan, uh, is, hey, that's that's exciting. Mm-hmm. What's our what's yeah? Just wait till you, just wait till he tells you. See his shirt? That's probably what he's gonna get tattooed. Oh my god! Now. Shut your face. So um, I, I, that would be the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so Evan, what kind of work uh, are you doing currently? Like you say, you're working with a bunch of makers. Like what kind of makers are you working with? What are they making to that? That are they? What are they having you engrave? So I just finished um, a knife that it was nothing but 24 karat gold inlay on zirconium bolsters uh that knife was made by will atkins and um i have another knife that i'm getting ready to do for him as well and uh, i have a collaboration coming up with a buddy of mine that i'm really excited about um but his name is actually he's got he's got beef with roy right now what? Oh, yeah. Shocker there. Shocker yeah. there. He's, he's Tell me. Get in line. He's I'm, easy, I'm easy no, to hate. No, <laughs> but uh, it's it's my buddy Liam Hoffman. And, uh, You're and, buddies with Liam Hoffman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Liam, but he, all right, uh, dude. Here we go. He, <laughs> he was like, 
dude, he has a podcast and it's called Axe and Iron. And he he hadn't even asked me to be on that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I keep I keep suggesting it, but Chris is the one that's been shooting me down. No, we're hey. just trying to we're trying to get we're trying to keep our well we're not trying to keep our focus. I See, like he's keeping back, our he's, focus. He's backpedaling. I See, like keeping him. our focus on guys that aren't super exposed. Like hey, I, I didn't know about you until two weeks ago. Nobody knows Chris. about me. It's yeah. well, there you go. Well, five so, five more welcome. people do now. Ooh, well, oh my thank god! You. Thank you. I hope you five people are. are there you go. And uh, so, yeah, Evan, and do, we, you. do you need more work? Do we want more work? Do you want absolutely? To work with more? Okay. I, I more makers. Um, there you go. I, I would. I, I'll be honest with you. I'd be fine if I never had to touch a production knife ever again, and I just yeah. did. Um, you know, worked with makers or. Um, I, I've been kind of not doing as many firearms lately just because of, uh, FFL stuff, which is federal firearms licensing stuff. Um, but, uh, there's all kinds of shit out there you can engrave though. Oh, besides knives and guns. I mean, there's just like so much cool shit you could do that I think people would be super into. So guys go, let's ladies and gentlemen, let's go blow up, um, Evan Watson's, which is not Evan Watson on Instagram. <laughs> Go to William Evans Designs, and you guys, let's get some stuff engraved from this guy because it is freaking work is incredible. Send him some belt buckles and some damn, I don't axe. What is that? So that, what are I, you I doing? Want, I swear I'm to God, still, you're a child. I'm not. <laughs> what is that? I was waiting for you to fucking finish and talk about this freaking gun. All right, so it's a small gun. So like a derringer yes. or something. It's a it's a little North American arms. Um, okay. It's chambered in a 22 long rifle. It actually has another uh, cylinder that shoots 22 mag out of it as well. So you can change the cylinder and change the caliber. But um, interesting. So yeah, post, was, posted on June 24th. It's got a red handle on it. So I got I. <laughs> What? It's like anything shinier. You're attracted to. I'm giving a fucking reference, you idiot. (laughs) So, two questions: How long did this job take you? And what is not not what you charge, but what what would be what would be like the the retail for this piece? One dollar a minute. Well, I'll tell you (laughs) that one was actually done for an auction for a charity. Believe it or not. Uh, so it auctioned off and that one auctioned off at uh 1600 bucks awesome yeah good for you yeah that actually sounds that actually sounds cheap because that thing's beautiful well thank you (laughs) but look how how small it is i mean mean, like if you put that in your hands it just disappeared yeah it would it would yeah it's 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 a smaller one um i did put a little bit of gold in there too around the cylinder um it actually looks like that that gun was made for you roy the grip with looks like it fits (laughs) perfectly (laughs) so tiny (laughs) it's the tiniest little gun I got on a kick, though, where I was doing those for a while. I had a lot of requests to do those from different clients. And uh, I typically would charge anywhere from $500 is is about where it starts for ornamental scroll on a firearm. Because there's actually a lot that goes into firearm. Like, you have to refinish it and prep it for engraving, that sort of thing. Wow. Um, But, uh, yeah, it starts – those little guys start around 500 for the engraving and, and can go up from there. But, uh-huh. and what's the time frame on something like that? Well, I, the time that it takes me to do that yeah. would be about a week and a half. Okay. Um, but 
the you know to do both sides i mean yeah, the yeah, picture yeah. obviously right. you only see one side right and the cylinder any any that, revolver is also misleading because you only you see a little bit single, of it yeah but it's you know five or six or more right. uh flutes and so, so you gotta how difficult is it to do the work on the 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 rounded surface that's the hardest part of engraving is is yeah. rounded surfaces anything that's not flat is difficult right. for sure but you get used to it. It's just practice, you know. This just looking at this stuff, it reminds me. I know this sounds silly, and Chris is gonna Here say, "Here like, we go." No, it just reminds me of like um, old west kind of stuff. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. You just, it just seems really, really very like late 1800s, you know, wild west period, where it's just it's just got that classic timeless embellishment on there for just some badass fucking killer dude right he, oh he, for, for sure he he wants his fucking gun popping out of his holster with this beautiful scroll work on there guys just it's so fucking cool and there's different styles of scroll work too like if i'm not doing if i'm not relieving the background where if there's not a bunch of background removal that'll save on the on 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 the cost of the the piece in the end because that's a lot of time that goes in and excavating the whole background just to you know, right. raise the engraving up. But um, there's so many different styles, too. You mentioned it looks a little Western and that sort of thing. Well, there is a Western style engraving. Um, and that one is a quicker style to cut. So uh, it's it's you see it. You see it a lot. Um, mainly what I do is relief. But but now that I'm working with some of these custom makers and stuff, you'll see mm -hmm. me do more sculpting and um and that sort of thing in the future the more time consuming high-end uh, it seems like that's what, that's what gets you excited about it though i can tell when you start talking about right. like, you want to do the makers thing and like oh yeah basically have free free reign to do whatever you want on it, it, it you know I, I like working with people like that and so don't do anything for Roy ever. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Roy well, doesn't I have mean, a creative bone in his body. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> but he knows what he likes. So. Yeah. He just wants to make little swooshies in his little oil bath and then oil up axe. Here we go. Come on. Here we make go. Make some swooshies. Roy, now, what's up? <clears throat> is everything all good over there? How's Vintage Axe Works doing? Vintage Axe Works is doing fine. Um, I... I, I got uh, this Black Raven that's very swooshy also. It's very early, <laughs> early, very Wait, early. Wait, is that the blacked out one? The blacked out, murdered out Black Raven, yeah. Did you also use Rust-Oleum paint on that entire thing? I did not. <laughs> I Actually, I took that to a professional powder coater. Um, oh. Dude, it, that thing is so <clears throat> badass. It, it is yeah, cool. It Thank came you. out. Oh, dude. Well, yeah, Evan, let's not get carried away here. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, Y'all got me on an axe kick. I'm yeah, not even kidding. It happened. Dude, it happened. I know. I started buying axes for him last week. Like, I didn't even I didn't even look twice at an axe before, and now Roy's got me buying. Not even because, like, Roy asked me to buy him axes. Like, now I start looking at axes. Mm, and all, all the guys so are nice. normally... All the guys I normally buy stuff from, they look at me funny when I'm picking up axes. They're like, when did you get into axes? I was like, I'm not. I got a buddy that's into axes, and now I'm looking at axes. So. It's a little addicting. I've been going to, you know, flea markets and stuff. Could and you? Can you – this is like a super novice question because I have no idea. Can you – you can't engrave something hardened, correct? 
Like if it's an hardened. axe, you can because it's not hardened in the same way. Right. Well, yeah, because the the bit would be the only hardened part, but everything behind right. that. You, yeah. But say like a hammer or something, you would have to have it. The whole thing would have to be soft and then hardened after engraving, right? Um. Like, what are your gravers made out of? Well, what kind of steel. So that's a whole nother thing. There's different. There's different types, but uh, uh, like I W1? primarily use a. Um, it's uh, alloyed carbide. So oh, okay. it's not quite as hard as pure uh, carbide, but gotcha. it also won't chip as bad. Interesting. So, um, but yeah, it, I've cut on – there is a limit there, but you kind of just got to – You guys need um, to do some shit. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, that'd be got, awesome. Yeah, I'm at – dude. <laughs> Anything to make Roy's axes look better, I'm all for. <laughs> Are you I'm done? Are you fucking done? <laughs> so yeah, the murdered owl. If he could reach through that camera. Really. <laughs> Black Raven. The murdered out Black Raven is still available. I'll just I'll just be straight right now. It's twenty two hundred dollars. It's a two two cruiser. I've got tons of work into this thing, um, and it is flat out gorgeous. Um, Black Raven cruisers, like they just don't come up very often. And if you don't know what they are, then you don't know what they are. They're just a really, they're just a rare piece. Um, Educate so, people. What's a cruiser? Like, what is what makes it? Here we go. Okay, so, or don't. Uh, a cruiser, a cruiser. <laughs> like I know, I know, I'm gonna fucking bore you, and you're gonna make fun of me on the back end. <laughs> asshole. I'm gonna make fun of you no matter what you say. So just say it. A, a cruiser. <laughs> All right, so a cruiser is typically a single bit. They did come in, uh, or excuse me, a typical double bits. They did come in single bits. And a cruiser is actually a person that worked for a timber company that would cruise ahead of the, the crew and mark trees for harvest. And they didn't need a big, burly axe, so they would just go right up fucking quickly and mark trees for, you know, either we want to harvest these or leave these, you know, whichever. And they would, and when they would just go, so they don't need a big chopping fucking ax. So the appeal of them today, two things, one, they aren't as common. And two, these bushcraft nerds love them because they're a smaller, useful ax. And whenever you put a, a razor sharp edge on them, they got, they typically came with a 28 inch handle, there are really useful pack ax, a canoe ax, a truck ax, a bushcraft. And you said it weighs how much? Two. two and a half, two and a half pounds, two and a quarter pounds. That's interesting. I didn't know that's why it was called a cruiser. I just thought that was the name of the freaking axe. There, there's a reason enough. behind everything, you big dumbhead. Really? Yes. Well, <laughs> speaking of a reason behind everything, let's talk about the pink shirt with giant dicks on it. Thank God. <laughs> it's been distracting me this whole time. I, so, I, I put on a bad performance because of it. For those mm. of you know, you you did just fine, buddy. <laughs> Roy's the one that looks like, <laughs> like a fucking rock star. How can you wear that shirt? So for those of you that can't see, you may be familiar with Roy's uh, tagline of go eat a bag of dicks. Roy has a line of shirts that I believe – who put those together for you? They did the stickers. J.C. Messer. Messer. Yeah. From so Roy, Messer Custom Leather. <laughs> So Roy tells his followers if they don't like what he's doing, they can go eat a bag of dicks. That is that is a, true. Uh, shirt on that it says Roy's bag of dicks, and we have so, stickers. 
if you actually go watch the um, some of the YouTube videos, you may see a couple Roy's bag of dick stickers in the YouTube video. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you can't argue with that. I mean, yeah. so. So, so there they seriously, are. Um, Evans uh, like sees this shirt. I can't even look at this guy. I want one. There you <laughs> so, go. So listen, if anyone out there is listening, uh, a couple of people have hit me up, and I and I just say, well, uh, Messer did them. Messer, his wife is also a graphic designer, a graphic artist, and she was the one that she was the one that made it up. And he's got all of the artwork, and he's had. They did this shirt for me for my open house last year, last October. So they all had these fucking shirts on underneath their freaking shirts. <laughs> and we were lights out fucking drinking. And then halfway through the, the get together, they pull off their shirts and all these idiot assholes are running around. Pink, pink fucking eat a bag of dick shirts. Roy, your crew is something else. Roy. I know. <laughs> your I know. crew. <laughs> It's something else. So if anyone out there is listening and wants one of these shirts, hit Messer up. If I think if he gets enough orders for one, he'll put a he'll put he'll put an order in, and it has to be this fucking pink color. He was oh not gonna God, he's not gonna dude. run them any other dude, color. That's nobody, what he fucking said. Nobody wants that shirt. Nobody. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> wants it. Evan fucking wants this shirt. I, I'd be more interested in a sticker because I want to stick them on a couple of people's car. Evan's like. Evan's like, I got kids. Uh, I'm not wearing that no. shirt. Well, I got a, I got a few friends, and I really want one of those stickers on their there bumper. You go. I mean. You had, you were, you did have stickers for a while, didn't you? Messer did. Everything is like through Messer. Like, oh, okay. Hit fucking Messer. Messer up. I go do hit have Messer up if you want I, Roy's bag I, of dick stickers. Ah, uh, hilarious. I do have one. On JC Messer. Band, so, yeah. Oh boy. Oh, you yeah. sent me like 10 of them. I got them plastered all around the shop oh, in all God. kinds of random places. Or JC did. I'm sorry. You didn't send them to me. You don't ever send me shit. But, I don't. So yeah. thank you for thank you for sending me those. What, was it 17 axes? 18, 17, 18 axes? I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> my post office ladies listened to the podcast and they were not happy that day. <laughs> so, oh, you want to talk? I'm sorry, post office ladies, for sending you 60 pounds of axes. Dude, and were, I, were they good? Yeah, all, all but yeah. I told you the other day, all but three are good, but it's all but four. I don't, I don't like those laughing hatchets. You don't ever buy me one of those again. I don't know what they were. That they, little small thing. I'll, I'll show you a picture. Just, okay, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So talking about fucking post office, I'm in this feud with my postal workers now. Like it's a very long conversation, but I'm so mad at those women. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> don't, don't piss <laughs> off the post office. I, I dude. So. My postmaster, they forced her retire to retire, and she oh, was awesome. And now yeah. they got these, uh, wim- yep, these got these said, women in there that, that are not happy are just, to be there. No, they they have made my life uh, more difficult and more expensive to do business in fucking Warsaw, Kentucky, and I'm really yeah, pissed. That sucks. Oh man, that it's is a stupid because my, I I had like the best postmaster for three years now. Yeah. She'd bend over backwards for me. Yeah. Now these women are in there. Well, that are they just might get, driving they me might, crazy. They might get replaced. Uh, uh, my two, so. my two are amazing. They they take yeah. care of me, and I tell them all the time. I say, you two. Help my place my place out more than any yeah. other person. Seriously, <laughs> it's huge. Goes a long way. Goes a long way. Yo, so we had that at, open house. Yeah, at my place. How'd it go? It was amazing. Saturday was insane. Sunday was a little dead. I did a l- experiment and did it two days to see how it would be, and Saturday was crazy. 
I had a guy drove 10 hours from Indiana to come hang out. That was pretty what? cool. Damn. I had guys come that. Was it Messer? No, it wasn't. I had guys come that had zero interest in tools and they just listened to the podcast and they wanted what? to come. Yeah, they wanted to come hang out and meet. So, they wanted that's to see how wild. big they, they wanted to said, see how big that one, head they, was. They were saying one guy said I'm one of the five <laughs> oh, <laughs> listeners. God. Yeah, so no, it was a super super awesome great turnout and thank you everybody. I met so many different whoa, whoa. people from Instagram came out and what? We have fans on this show? Like uh, seriously? Well, I don't five know about fans? That. Uh, there's five of them, yes. <laughs> but yeah, thanks to all the guys that uh, that's uh, awesome. Came though. out and hang and out. You, and, and you made some cash on it. John, I assume. Yeah, we did good. We did good. We had fun. We had we had uh, you know money aside. It was a really awesome time. Saturday was insane. I think the God. first I didn't start it until technically it was supposed to start at eight. I think the first guy got here at seven. Of course, so, he wants to yeah. like the early pickings. Yep. So which was that fine. sounds like a fun time, man. Oh, it was yeah. a good time. Everybody was so, hanging out, and I think everybody was just tired of. Being in the house and not seeing people and just have an event and hang out. And it was all super, outside. Super spreader event. Super no. Spreader. <laughs> not at all. No. It was outside and it was a good time and everybody everybody had a great time. It so talk cool. about real quick about that giant fucking axe that Bradley threw. That thing was like three feet, four so feet it, fucking huge. It was the uh, axe from the – the boys did the Assassin's Creed axe from the new Assassin's Creed game. and What? Yeah, there's a game called Assassin's Creed, and they're coming out with a Viking version of that game. So they shot it for the YouTube right. channel. We had it hanging in the shop. It's like four feet long and weighs like 25, 30 pounds. And I asked John towards the end of the day, I was like – you think you can throw the Viking axe and it's literally like almost the height of him? <laughs> oh my God. I think the first time he threw it, he stuck it. He missed no a couple way. times. But yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So he brought some of these throwing shovels, which were kind of cool. They were just basically sharpened spades. They weren't actual mm-hmm. shovels. And then he bought, brought throwing knives. He came on Sunday. Everybody was here waiting for him all day on Saturday. I was like, yeah, I got these guys coming. They're going to throw knives. So, knives and axes and stuff and everybody's hanging out and i set up this little safe area for everybody to throw and stuff he never showed up he got here son- <laughs> he got here sunday and that's, a, and that's a nice way of saying he blew yeah. you off yeah he, blew me off. he goes well I, just, I told you i was gonna be here this weekend i didn't say what day i was like well oh my god i had about 25 guys sitting here waiting on the axe thrower to get here and he never showed up so sunday he showed up and sunday kind of tanked but i still appreciate the guys that came out uh, so now I know I'm just going to do it one one full day, but um, right. came out Sunday. He hung out for a couple hours and we threw some axes and he brought some re- some really cool throwing. He brought his stuff from Liam that he did. That was super oh, nice yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he wouldn't let me throw those. But yeah. what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I go crazy. I'm just kidding. We threw a bunch of stuff, and it was a really good time, and we had fun. I saw and... that he threw a bottle opener. Fucking yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did I missed that. that? I told him, I said, I said, I gave him a double bit one that I yeah. had left over. And he's like, what's wrong with this? Why did you keep it? I said, well, I just kept two. One was kind of burnt on one end. And the other one, I just liked the way it looked. And it was that double bit. I said, you can have it. And I said, we'll probably have to grind some off so you could throw it. And he takes it and just, and I got it on camera. He I saw went, it. Yeah. Boom. And he stuck it perfectly. First shot. And I was like, damn. <laughs> That's so awesome. He's like, he took it. And he's like, this thing's badass, man. I was like, well, you can have it. Thanks for coming out. And he brought wow. his brother with him and his brother was really cool. And yeah, we had a good time. So thanks, John Bradley. If you guys haven't listened to his episode of the podcast, John Bradley yeah. is a 
professional axe thrower that actually makes money throwing axes. And that was really cool. It was fun. All around good weekend. And now I'm getting back on the road and got to go pick up some more tools and more power hammers and fun stuff. Yeah. That's oh, so and this, this episode will air tomorrow? Uh, hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. If I, if, uh, I, I, I do have a lot of beer in the fridge. And okay, I haven't. I have not. <laughs> Maker's Camp is <laughs> yeah, going yeah, yeah. on this weekend, so I will still be doing the emceeing through the Instagram through the Instagram account. It's at the Maker's Camp, so and they I, have a full list of demonstrators that are going to be going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So make sure you guys go to the Maker's Camp and follow all. Well, you can just follow the Maker's Camp account and account, and you'll be able to see all the different makers Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I will be demoing on Sunday also. Guess um, who's closing I, the event? Mr. I'm Roy clo- the Psychopath <laughs> Scott. He is I'm closing, closing this bitch down. That's it. So your last call demonstrator will be Roy Scott on Sunday, October 11th. So, but, hey, um, is it for, – for the makers, is it going to be e- – do – I, I just need to talk to you, I guess, offline about how to <laughs> – <laughs> so, Evan, Dude, Evan, this might be something you want to get into, man. Really? I know, they, I know they'd be into watching it. Like, is there something where you can set up your microscope to go on a big screen or so a laptop? Or, I or? actually, the the most recent microscope I bought, I got a uh, place for a Trinoc, and I got to get a new lens for it. But yeah, I can eventually attach a camera to that and have it playing on uh, the big screen because I actually do some teaching as well when it comes to engraving. Okay. And that would be. That yeah, so well, there you go. Next year, man. Next year, you should think about it. Upstate New York, it's a great time with a bunch of amazing makers, and I think you would add some something really cool to that event. It's you know, just, I, I'd be into that. I, yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. So, really so, so are there a couple of guys like that are on your list? Like, man, I really want, I really want to work with this person, this guy, this woman, like, whatever they're doing. Like, do you have a couple of like just fucking awesome guys that you would just love dying to work with um man that's a question that's really put me on the spot i you know not really i i I just enjoy anybody that it really any maker any maker because there's so many people that i've that have reached out that i just haven't they haven't been on my radar and i feel like those have been the ones that have been the best to work with Mm -hmm. um well, get ready, buddy. Well, hey, I hey, hope so. I hope those I five think, people call me. No, hey, I, think, <laughs> I think I think when people see your work, you're gonna have a lot more than five people. So, guys, Evan's actively looking for makers to work with. Let's get them bloated up. Hey, uh, I mentioned him a couple of episodes back. Uh, Bird Viz knives. He does uh, pocket folders. Okay. Yeah. So you're shaking your head. It seems like you all like that would be a really good fit. Yeah, it would be, and I, I've talked with him repeatedly, and uh, yeah. you know he's a busy guy, but I'm hoping to get something cooking with him down the road. Uh, that we've had that would be had really really cool. Yeah, and uh, dude, he's a hell of a maker. Um, yeah, I would love to work with him. Yeah, very, and very I followed cool. him since the beginning. I mean, when he was modifying and and not necessarily making, and uh, I've always loved his work. So it's so clean. It's just so freaking precise. And I'm not even a knife guy. I just love his fucking work. Yeah, I do too, man. Crazy. Well, speaking of which, let's give some people some love that we normally, normally yeah. wouldn't. Uh, let's give some people some shout outs here. Roy, who do you got? Uh, I'm going with 
Brandon from Whiskey River. Um, oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just did uh, a, a Black Raven reversible peel, a reversible pattern. I uh, actually act- entered the drawing for that. Did you? So that's yeah, what I want to talk about. Because so, I want to burn it and forge it into something cool. I fucking hate you. <laughs> fucking hate you. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about it. Sorry. No, that's a really, really cool axe. Um, so um, he's doing a really big giveaway at the end of the month. Um, go to Whiskey River, sign up for his newsletter, and you have to share a link or whatever. But all the details are on his site. Um, so it's not just that Black Raven that um, I'm interested in uh, chatting about. Uh, Brandon's got a lot of cool things going on leading up to Black Friday and Christmas. I'm working on one, two, three, four, five other Black Ravens. Wow. Seriously. And one of them, like this this hatchet that I've got here, this, dude, this freaking hatchet. It it's crazy freaking it's it's a pre nineteen thirty Black Raven hatchet. I can't oh man, wait to that get, is cool. I can't wait to to work on these. And then he's also got a really cool um, uh, FSS uh, boys axe that he's been working with Council Tools. He's taking pre orders on it now. Should be fucking awesome. Uh, so Brandon at Whiskey River, go hit him up. Sign up for the newsletter. Try to win that Black Raven and wait. Just freaking it's wait. Whiskey till you see River, these, uh, Whiskey trading. River Trading Co. Yeah, yeah. And just wait until you see these other Black Ravens that I'm doing for them. They're going to be fucking oh, yeah. out of this world. Awesome. Evan, who do you got? You know, I, I'm I'm just going to shout out the the guy I worked with uh, last, um, Will Will Atkins. Uh, he's a hell of a knife maker. Um, he's a newer knife maker, and we just did that. Um, project where we did all the 24 karat gold and that zirconium and he had the uh the pearl scales on that knife and it was just oh gosh the mother what's his what's his name on uh instagram adkins knives adkins knives yep yep oh uh... he uh hell of a guy and we got another project coming up um we're doing a collab with him and one other maker so so Adkins or Atkins? A- Ad- can you just spell Adkins. it? A A D K I N S. Knives. You know how Ad- to spell knives? <laughs> <laughs> Adkins so, knives. You're so dumb. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, All right. So I'm, I'm gonna give uh, I'm, I'm Chris Cash. Mickle, oh, yeah. Mike Mickle. Oh. I think it's Mickle from Frog <laughs> Trucker Forge. I've Mike is the guy. He's the guy that drove ten hours from Indiana, and he got out of the car and he walked around. And I'm like, "Hey, who's this guy?" You know, because he was like, "Hey, where's unfamiliar Roy? Where's faces?" Roy? Nope. He came over and he said, "Chris Cash." I said, "Yup." He said, "I just drove ten hours to come shake your hand." Oh my God! So Mike Mickle from <laughs> Frog Trucker <laughs> Forge, I really appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you coming out. Go follow Frog Trucker Forge. He's he's doing very similar things to what I'm doing, just trying to find his way in this crazy world that we're living in and having a good time making some blacksmithery stuff. And these, these cross things that he's doing are really cool. Yeah. yeah yep. Those were badass. Yep. It looks, so, it looks like, looks like wrought iron. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Something I'm, along those lines. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Evan, thank you so, so much, buddy. Seriously. Man, th- thank you. Thanks for having me. It was, yeah. uh, I had a good time. This was awesome. You guys go follow 
His name is Evan Watson, but go follow the Instagram account, William Evans Designs. <laughs> you will not Evans be Designs. Yeah, his work is incredible. His engraving is top notch, and he's looking for guys to work with. So guys and all girls you, to work with, all you makers, get out there and let's give uh, let's give Evan some love. Hey, Thanks I appreciate it, guys. Heck yeah. Right. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Red Label Abrasives. They got the best abrasives in the game. Check them out at redlabelabrasives.com or on Instagram at red.label.abrasives. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks. This is Roy Scott from Vintage Axe Works. This is the X and I.